You're listening to Source Daily. Join us Monday through Friday to stay up to date with what's happening in North Central Ohio. We'll be sharing a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other news, local history, memorials, answers to your questions, and more. Today, a shooting at a Halloween party in Mansfield claimed two young lives and injured four others. Before we begin, a quick thanks to our sponsors at Uncommon Nostalgia, the purveyors of memories. Located at 34 West 4th Street in Mansfield, next to the boot life, Uncommon Nostalgia has all of your favorite memories, from toys, action figures, comics, video games, apparel, and more. They're open six days a week. For more information, give them a call at 419-524-5242. Now our feature story. 911, do you have police, fire, medical emergency? Yes. Yeah, please. Fire, medical emergency. I have police on their way. Okay, what's going on? Um, I don't know. They just started shooting. I'm not. I'm just in my room. There's someone. There's two people shot in my room right now. There's two people shot. They just ran inside my room. Um, they're, they're both. They're bleeding really bad. Okay. They're bleeding really, really bad right now. Okay, what's your address? Eight ten Ferndale Road. What's your That was a 911 call from inside the house where Friday night's shooting took place. Captain Randy Carver of the Mansfield Police recently returned from a year-long military deployment overseas. The weight of his experiences as a soldier and a police officer is evident. He wishes that our young people could truly comprehend the irreversible consequences of bullets. As he put it, quote, Words aren't lethal, but bullets you just can't take back. And on Friday, we lost Brandon Collins, aged 18, and Jarmel Boyd, just 17. This marks the 10th and 11th homicides that the Mansfield police have encountered this year. The wounded victims, their ages spanning from 14 to 19. The incident took place last Friday night at a house on Ferndale Avenue. From the distressing 911 calls, it's evident that those present grappled with the stark reality and horror of the situation. Carver expressed, quote, That young man on the 911 tape, you can hear the fear. Someone just died or is dying in front of him. The scene on Monday was eerily quiet. The house, a simple one-story structure with maroon shutters, showed little evidence of the chaos that took place. But reminders lingered. A lone red cup in the yard, an empty beer can in the driveway. It's shocking to think that just days ago, 40 to 50 people filled this 1,152-square-foot house, where the police later discovered multiple firearms, suspected drugs, and alcohol. Chief Keith Porch has emphasized the police department's primary objective, finding the perpetrator or perpetrators. There's speculation around the house being rented, perhaps like an Airbnb, specifically for the party, but this remains unconfirmed. What's evident, though, is the presence of firearms, drugs, and presumably alcohol, especially with minors involved. The ripple effects of such incidents are vast. There's the immediate need for increased police presence, especially around schools, to preempt any potential retaliatory actions, counseling support for traumatized students, and the emotional toll on the police department itself, grappling with the surge in gun violence. Chief Porch's words resonate deeply. Quote, 11 homicides feels like 1,100. It's tougher when we don't have closure. He calls for parents to play a more vigilant role in their children's lives. The times have changed, with escalating gun violence and altercations frequently ending in gunfire. There's a pressing need to ensure our youth are safe and where they should be. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors. Hello, I'm Jody Perry, and I'm running to be the next mayor of Mansfield. I believe that we have great opportunities ahead to strengthen our city. 
By attracting new jobs and new residents, we can grow. By investing in our neighborhoods, parks, and infrastructure, we can ensure a strong future for all. I believe that we are all a part of Team Mansfield and can help revitalize our community. I'm asking for your vote on November 7th. Paid for by friends of Jody Perry. Next to Ohio history. Did you know that Halloween was brought to North America by immigrants from Europe? The current holiday came primarily from the Irish, who brought versions of the tradition to the New World during the large waves of Irish immigration in the 19th century. Initially, celebrations in the U.S. focused on public events to celebrate the harvest, where neighbors could share stories of the dead, dance, and sing. Over time, Halloween became more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. By the 20th century, Halloween had lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones. Costumes became more elaborate, decorations more widespread, and candy increasingly popular, leading to the modern trick-or-treating tradition. Today, we expect Halloween to be marked by parades, costume parties, haunted house attractions, and of course, trick-or-treating. The holiday's Celtic origins and Christian influences have been fused and transformed over the years, creating a uniquely American version of the celebration. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember and celebrate the life of Jeanette Allard, age 91. Jeanette was born in Shelby in 1932. She grew up in Ganges, where her father owned the General Store and John Deere dealership. She attended a one-room schoolhouse and then Shelby City Schools. She was involved in the choir, band, and was a majorette. Jeanette attended Baldwin-Wallace, where she obtained her degree in teaching. Jeanette taught for 32 years, beginning at Highland High School and finishing at Pioneer JVS. She taught business subjects, advised the school newspaper, and finished her career as a curriculum consultant. She taught more than 2,500 students over the years and always remained interested in their lives. She was inducted into the Shelby High School Hall of Distinction in 2019. Jeanette also co-authored a book on the history of one-room schoolhouses in Richland County and participated in the preservation of Morton School. She was a member of the First Methodist Church, where she sang in the choir and served on the Board of Trustees for the Shelby Senior Center and Community Concert Series. She loved to travel, play bridge, antiquing, golf, and anything her grandchildren were doing. She is survived by her children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and numerous family members. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Jeanette's life. You can submit an obituary for free on Richland Source. To learn more, click the link in our show notes or visit richlandsource.com obituaries submit. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow. Also, make sure to head over to richlandsource.com and click the Be a Member button to help support independent local journalism that informs and inspires. Every contribution goes to helping us make Richland County a better place and to help keep our journalism free. Also, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 